Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it, and actually going on to thrive. Hi guys. Um, Happy Sunday. I'd like to make a nice relaxing video for you today along the beach. I hope the sound of the waves crashing in doesn't disturb the sound quality, but I think it might be worth the risk. It's actually a really nice day, but the beach is in shade here at this time of the afternoon in December. So I'd like to do a follow-on from the last video about why the narcs really shouldn't mess with empaths. It's not a good idea for them. It doesn't turn out well. And it's also a tricky interaction for them just as much as it is for people who are high in empathy. So in my opinion, uh, I see the world as divided into two types of human being. I've said it before. I see our human species as made up of humanoids who are capable of love and have empathy and see a lot of colors, a lot of shades in between black and white. And I see a certain percentage of narconoids who are not capable of empathy. Now these are, I'm not talking about people with narcissistic traits. I'm talking about people that actually have narcissistic personality disorder and that are spiritually deviant, that do not understand the concept of love, or at least are, are unable to feel love or empathy. And who mainly, whose main construction is that of hating and confusing, hate and confusion, which in my opinion would be what evil is really, people of the lie, as Dr. Scott Speck wrote about very interestingly, if you ever get your hands on that book, it's, it's a good read. Okay, so just getting back to the video that we did last time about the result of the narcissist engaging with an empath or a super empath or someone who's high in empathy. In the end, when the narc comes back to look at them, the narc, the whole cycle that the narc went through is totally blown out of the water when they see this person not only not only did they not manage to destroy them but they actually empowered the person empowered the empath and it's a devastating blow to them and they do suffer for it and they do suffer from it so I just want to like to take it back to the the relationship itself with the narcissist I mean, when the narcissist sees an empathic person, they go, whoopee-doo, this is, ah, oh, this is my day. I've hit the ace card here with this one. Subconsciously, some of them consciously, but the Commodore Gardner narcissist, the normal, everyday narcissist who's of average intelligence, really feels they're in there 
when they meet someone who's flowing with emotion, which is fuel. Just recapping on that, fuel to a narcissist, which they need to survive, is emotional reaction that they cause in another individual. So, um, they get with the empath. And for starters, empathic people feel such an extreme degree of happiness and can also feel an extreme degree of pain. Empathy and feeling and sensitivity and emotion all go together. And if you are a super empath, you'll be able to reach huge heights of happiness and huge depths of pain. So the narcissist sees this as a a gas station with a super, super premium fuel source and will jump at it instead of going to the economy pipe or pump. But while they're love bombing the super empath or empath, they get such an emotional reaction that the fuel is flowing. But in order to mirror the empath, they have to give the same back. And for a narcissist, this amount of fakery you know, in the extreme emotional mimicking does actually take its toll because it uses a lot of their energy. Now, they're prepared to put this in because they believe that the result will be worth it. Remember, they're investing in the person to get a return. It's nothing to do with love. It's total, totally transactional, totally transactional situation. I'm just going to give you a little bit of a a breather there and a look around. So they're having to put huge amount of effort into the love bomb process. And when they get to the, the devaluation, they start to be competitive with the empath. And the empath, because that's what they do in relationships, it's, it's, it's part of the dynamic. They have to compete in a kind of a way that's that makes you feel less than and then feel greater than. So the empath is kind of going, why are you competing with me? Why would you need to do that when I am giving you, giving you the clothes off my back, I'm nursing you when you're sick, I'm loving you more than anyone else could love you. You know, I'm standing on my head for you and doing cartwheels for you. Why would you want to compete with me? So it raises questions in the empath's head. And the empath's actually put on alert. Tell me, guys, if you didn't feel this, but I certainly experienced this myself. It starts off signals within you as to why are you feeling so stressed in the relationship? Why are you feeling so, so on edge? Why can't you relax? You know, why is this person trying to put you down? And why are they competing against you? Why are they saying their family's better than yours? And, you know, they nearly have better showers than you do. That's the extent they nearly go to. So the empath is put on alert at this stage. I was watching the interaction here with the dogs up ahead. And then... The narcissist tries to triangulate 
it doesn't work initially with the empath because the emp- an, an empathic person is naturally not envious and jealous and paranoid and suspicious. But the, nar- the narc- uh, narconoid will do this to such a degree that the empath again has alarm bells going off in their head. Why is this person pushing another person at me so much? This isn't, you know, normal. And the next thing the narc tries to do is gaslight, which again takes a lot of energy. Look at these two. Takes a lot of energy and doesn't work very well because trying to gaslight an empath, well, the empath is going to go, oh, well, maybe I did that or maybe they have a point. So they have to gaslight to a huge extent for the empath to actually, for the empath to be actually gaslit successfully. It kind of goes, again, expending a lot of the narc's energy. So the empath, the empath realizes always will associate things that happen that cause them emotional pain or joy. They will always remember these events. They'll be embedded in in their minds because they they remember things of emotion, let's say, to not labor that point. Sorry, my, my mind was taken up there with the interaction with the dogs. Anyway, they can't, so when they gaslight us, sorry, get back to concentrating. When they gaslight, you, they're, they're actually putting pointers in your head. They're laying down more red flags. There's a field of red flags in your head at this stage because you remember things and they tell you, no, that didn't happen. And you are sure because you remember how it made you felt, how it made you feel. So... The narcissist is having a really, really hard job throughout the whole relationship, even though they're highly manipulative and their manipulations do work. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that you won't suffer if you're a super empath or empath. You will suffer greatly and you'll suffer greatly at the discard. You will suffer again because you feel pain and you feel happiness and you feel emotions hugely hugely more than a person with less empathy or or on the other side of the scale but when the narc comes to the end of the relationship and they've left you they're actually exhausted now I know I know we have all felt exhausted when the relationship or situationship has ended and it can take us months to re-establish our equilibrium and our health has suffered and it does take a long time to recover from this actual spiritual, physical, emotional and mental attack that you've undergone. It is like being at war and having been at war and even when the narc retreats or we retreat from them, there's still a spiritual war going on with the trauma bond and the spiritual tie and all the other things because the narc still has a hold over you until you release yourself from that hold. So the narc is actually exhausted as well. However, they will go on 
if they manage to discard you, they will, the fuel from that will sustain them for quite a while until, until they get run low again. But we went into that in the last video. They'll, they'll go on to, I don't know if you noticed this, but they will use your character traits. They'll kind of, they'll take what you were and they'll mimic who you were at least for a period of three to six months. I know when, when the nar Narconoid left me that I heard back that I'm kind of a half vegetarian and he was trying to convince everyone to go vegetarian and live the lifestyle that I had tried to get us to live at one stage, you know, healthier. And that's all I heard. Now, I didn't hear anything else because I didn't want to. But yeah, they do carry on our character traits, etc., etc. But that's just an aside. So the whole transactionship for the narcissist has been stressful. So don't be under any illusion that they just walked into your life, uh, carried out all these manipulations as easy peasy pie. It just wasn't like that for them when they met a super empath. They did think or an empathic person. They did think it was going to be um, a walk in the park and it was going to be very easy because of the emotional levels that you exhibited. But remember, although the narcissist can mimic love and can mimic, can mimic emotion, they, they don't understand it and they can't actually feel it. So it's this lack of understanding that scuppers their conquests every time. They don't understand the strength that you have to have, to have love, to show love, to feel love, to be loved, to be light. They can see it and they can conceptualize it in a cold way but they have no idea of the essence of what it actually is. So they still believe that their game, because they see the manipulations working, because the, the super empath or empath is not aware they're in a game, they're playing blind. Once they're aware, once a person of empathy is aware of what the narc was doing to them and what they went through, and the fact that it was a very predictable, very evil, covert pattern of someone who was very, very low on the emotional intelligence, intelligence level. Once, once you realize that, it's game over for the narcissist. Yes, you will suffer pain. Yes, you will be exhausted. Yes, you may have health problems. Yes, the trauma bond may still be there and you're working through it. But at the end of the day, when, the, when the, the playing field is level, when you know what game you're, you're involved in, when you know what game the narcissist was running on you, there is no competition. There is no competition at all. And a, and a super empath or empath is abhorred by the fact that there are people like that out there. 
and is disgusted by it. And it's that sense of justice and disgust combined that enables the empath to not just recover, but to excel in recovery and to become, I believe, what they were truly, what you were truly meant to be in this life. I believe that once you get through this challenge and this torture, that you receive a gift. And again, the devil has come up with a very dumb game because any super empath or empath that has this knowledge that's gone through this experience is going to be twice the person that they were before and is hopefully going to put twice as much good out into the world. Not become bitter or embittered or keep going back to the narcissist or destroy themselves and hurt other people because they're angry or bitter, which is probably what the devil intended initially when they sent the narc, when the they created the narc and the narc came towards you. It works out totally opposite to what the devil may have planned, if you don't mind me using the term devil, because I do think that there's a huge amount of darkness where narcs are concerned. They are darkness. So the end result is not only are you not destroyed, but you're twice the person you were. And guys, if we don't give in to the pain, if we use it to overcome and see the beauty in ourselves, as I said in the last video, not only have, has the narcissist not destroyed us, but we've taken a huge, a huge chip out of the narcissist's castle. and prevented them, at least for a while, from becoming more fulsome in their trickery and fraud and con man and womanship. And when we do get helped and when we do come into ourselves, given that we're living in a world where narcissists have had it their own way for quite some time now, particularly with technology and the fact that they could get to more of us more quickly in more quantity. Let's try and do our bit, even if you just do three things a day, even if you say smile at someone, um, a small act of kindness each day. If we can combat the darkness by putting light out into the world, It'll also come back to us. It reflects back anyway. But it will be a small effort. But if each person put that effort into their daily lives after waking up and realizing that evil does exist. And as one subscriber said, I didn't believe in God before I met the narcissist. But now I truly believe in evil. So now I know there's a God there too. I thought that was a fantastic take. So not only did the narc not destroy that person, but they showed them God, which is a strange outcome, isn't it? That's about it from me today, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the beach and the relaxation of 
the waves. So from me and Rem again, we close down on another video, which I hope you enjoyed. It's a bit all over the place, but um, I hope we got our message across. The narcs don't know what they take on when they take on an empath. Sure they don't, Rem. <laughs> nope. Bye, everyone, and I'll see you soon again. Thanks. Thank you also to new subscribers. The numbers are growing, and it's really encouraging. And thanks, guys. We've been here from the very beginning. Talk to you soon. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.